Good morning, Faith Joburg. I trust that you all are well and safe. A very warm welcome to everyone else that is listening and to all of you as well, whether you are listening in on, our, on Spotify, to our podcast, um, if you are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, welcome. I want to talk to you this morning on a topic called Worship, Myth, or Reality. Worship was a gift that the Father gave to us. That's first and foremost, it was a gift that the Father gave to us. Now, picture this, I've given you this gift, come and play with it in front of me. Let me see how you're using this gift, let me see how it works, or what it can do. When you give someone a gift, when you give a child a gift, the child opens up the gift and the child brings a gift in front of you and you want to say, oh, let me see how it works, let me see what it does and you want to see how well the child is playing with it. How excited we get about a gift when we get it, uh, when we get a gift on our birthdays or on, uh, on Christmas and we love that gift so much. John chapter 4 verse 23 says, the father is seeking for a worshiper, someone to use the gift he gave in front of him. The Father is seeking a worshipper, someone to use the gift He gave in front of Him. John 14 verse 6 says, And I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this was the sixth pronouncement of I am. He is making a statement that He is the way to the Father. He is the truth about God and the very life of God. Philippians 4.13 says, And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, I am sticking with the scripture from last week, Philippians 4.13. It has still been on my mind. And a different second revelation of the scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So firstly, John 4 verse, 20, verse 23 sorry, says, Father is seeking a worshiper. Okay, John 14 verse 6 says, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, let's break it down. I can go to the Father because I go through Jesus. But you might say it says all things. I can do all things. Yes, true. All things to us is all things. But remember, the only thing that God is concerned about looking for interested in his worship. He made man out of a desire for fellowship, for worship. He's not concerned about us climbing a mountain, signing that deal, getting that degree, getting that house, buying that car. Remember those are our desires, things that will satisfy us. I might say, how can, how can, how can you say God is not concerned about it? Wait, wait, wait. That's why he said in Psalm 20 verse 4, may he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Now, Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's how much he loves us. It's not for him. It's not going to satisfy him. It's not going to, it's going to satisfy us. And because he loves us so, he allows us to take pleasure in things that we desire. But to him, all things is just worship because that's all what he desires. John 14 verse 6 and Philippians 4 13 
is very much tied together. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Jesus Christ. I termed it this way. I am fully able to worship the Father because I do it through Jesus Christ, who gives me the strength, the ability, the power, and the, and the permission to do so. Our worship leaders are not here to focus us, uh, force us into worship. We are not here to force you into worship, to force worship on you. Please excuse my terminology. If I have to force it on you, that would be rape. You're either here to worship God or you're not. You either want to worship or you don't want to. The choice is yours. The choice is ours. For too long, we're just playing church and we make church all rosy and clinging and loving. We want, want to candy coat church. We want to candy coat worship right into our arms. We want to candy coat worship right into your arms. No, you either want to or you're not. Or you don't want to. That's why when we face with a pandemic, uh, sorry, face with a pandemic, we don't know what to do, how to stand, what's going to happen to the church, how is the church going to stand? We're busy trying to figure out how we're going to do church. Who's doing all the work now? The non-church goers. We're still trying to figure it out. Finally, now churches are standing and standing strong. There's more people online than we ever was before. Praise God for them. People are tuning in. People are turning to Jesus Christ. And I am pleased to see and excited to see how this is happening and how this is growing. Praise God. Everybody's doing church on their smart device. Everybody's tuning in on some media platform. Every Sunday in, um, and in the week, our messages are going out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And he's also being sent out on WhatsApp. A beautiful presentation is sent out every week on email, our podcast on Spotify. Everyone is in their home with their Bible in one hand and in their smart device on the other. Let me ask you a question. What if all we had was just that book, the Bible and nothing else? No smart device. What if all we had was just the book? The internet crashed. No telecom, no Vodacom, MTM, or any other service provider. No way of contacting our loved ones, our friends. No social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, no WhatsApp, no chatting. No chatting, OMG, no chatting to my friends. Oh my God, what are we going to do? No chatting to my family, to my friends, everything down. All we have now is just your nagging brother who is in your face the whole day. What are you going to do? Think about it. Everything works in a cycle. The shops are closed, no spending, no income. So the banks are getting much less than they would normally in a single month cycle. Soon as everything begins to shut down, the money markets begins to drop. Shut down, no profit. As soon as every service provider has to close, pull the plug, shut down all the towels. And now all you have with you is just the book. How are you going to do church? How are you going to have church? There's no church on any media platform. What are you going to do? 
Now how are we going to have church? Who's going to do the singing? Who's going to lead the worship? Who's going to speak? Who's going to share the word? Who's going to lead the prayer? Who's going to do the intercession? How can, can you pray for on your own for 30 minutes, one hour, with nobody leading you in what to pray for? We wait on the worship leaders every week. We wake or wait on the pastor every week. But what if the world system shuts down and we're locked up in our homes? What are you going to do? John, 4, 20, uh, John chapter 24 says that I am seeking a worshiper. Will I find you in the deepest, darkest hour when all hope is gone and when all is shut down? Will I find you? Nah, it's just a myth. There's nothing holy or realistic about it. It's just a story, just some person's imagination of what was actually a dream on someone else's mind. It's not real. Myth or reality? Worship, is it a myth to you or is it a reality to you? Myth means a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people and typically involving supernatural beings or events. He just said that in John 24, just to keep us guessing, to keep us busy. Worship is just a myth, it's not a reality, just a state of mind. They just want you to look serious. It makes you look holy. You don't have to throw your hands up. You see, that's what they want you to believe, to surrender. They want you just to surrender, just to play on your emotions. Worship is a myth. There's no reality to what you are doing. There's no reality to worshiping God. It does nothing for you. God is spirit. And they that worship must worship in spirit and truth. Can you worship in spirit? Real? Can you worship without a single thought of I want or I need? Is it possible that worship can be just about Him and not us? As soon as we realize that on, that on our knees with our hands right up in surrender is the greatest and most victorious posture to mankind the sooner we realize how important and real worship is. I thank you.